What's good, all you great, grand, wonderful, fantastic individuals out there in the universe? It is Monday, June 1st, and welcome to a special episode of Creatively Disrespectful. I am your host, DJ Mitri, per the usual, and today you just got me. No special appearances, no extra fluffer filler just me and I wanted to start off the summer given everything that's going on around us and start really being a little bit more open and honest about what some of my experiences have been uh, at this point over the culmination of 37 but we'll say 38 because um I do have a birthday next year Uh, the last 38 years of my life and I wanted to talk about particular things that have shaped and formed my thought process things that have changed what is important to me what is and what isn't important to me and just you know just really come clean about certain things so with that being said Welcome to Tales from the Black Hand Side. And I don't know how frequently I'm going to do it and what all I'm going to talk about, but it's definitely going to be a rod off the cuff, off the top of my head. Um, and just kind of a recount of particular experiences and um, how those experiences affected me and what I learned and how I pressed on from them. So, (laughs) for the first one, we're gonna talk about what happened when my boyfriend first moved here. So, I don't know, um, for any of you who follow me, you may have heard me speak of uh, Julie from across the hall. (laughs) I don't know her actual name, but Julian 408 is who she has become to me and uh, last year my boyfriend came out here to visit and um, I'm in an apartment complex that has a lot of rules that are just kind of ridiculous and out of pocket one of them being their smoking policy can't smoke in your apartment okay you can't smoke outside of your apartment okay there's no place on property where you can smoke it at all okay and i'm not a smoker so i never really paid any attention to any of this stuff and so when he got here i was like well yeah like you know we got an outside area just go smoke outside there it'll be fine (laughs) boy was i wrong so he would go and do that he would go smoke outside on the steps and anytime that he saw her he would be cordial and he would be nice and he would speak so all right one day she was walking all slowly up the steps holding her stomach all out of breath wheezing yada 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 he asked her if she needed help but what she's bringing up the steps she said no he asked her was she pregnant because she was holding her stomach and she said no i'm just fat okay all right girl you know what you know get it how you live that's fine well, 
then I progressed to them having a conversation. And I guess him asking her questions made her uncomfortable. Yet she kept having a conversation with him. So the next day, I come home from work. And there are three notices that are on my door. One that says I am in rental violation because I have someone living on my property that's not supposed to be there. Granted, he had been there for like a week and I really didn't think that was a huge thing. But yeah, that's another thing with this suck-ass rental property that I stay in. Just rules about visitation because most people come to visit people for two or three days from out of state and then leave. All right. Next. It stated that we were kind of um, vandalizing uh, the property area. There was a couple of cigarette butts that he left out. And then that turned into vandalation, vandalation, <laughs> vandalism uh, of said property. And what else? It was something else that was like another rental violation. Oh, and that uh, there was a note that said that we had trash and garbage all in front of our apartment complex and I mean, in, part, in front of my apartment door and that it had been there for weeks. We had never removed our trash. And so I emailed the office to talk to them. And they told me that um, it was reported that uh, we were a disturbance, that there was all of this trash, good morning, that there was all of this trash and garbage that was outside of our place, that he was smoking cigarettes and putting them over there, oh, and then also harassing her. Also harassing her. And I'm just like, okay. So I asked him what happened. He told me. I know that he's a genuine person. Doesn't mean to harm anybody. Therefore, there's nothing in me that would not believe that he had a regular conversation with her. And <laughs> this is, she felt threatened. And it's funny because I had never seen this broad until this happened. And I had been living there for five months and I've never seen her at all. And then all of a sudden when he shows up, there's all of these issues and she got all these fucking problems. And I'm just like, okay. So, <laughs> later that day, I told him, I said, you know what? When I see her, I'm gonna talk to her. He didn't want me to. And I said, yeah, I hear what you're saying. But when I see her, I am going to speak to her. Because if she had all these issues with us, then she could have came over here, knocked on the door. I'm not intimidating like that unless you feel that way. And she could have spoke to us and we could have hashed all this stuff out. But no, what she did is she went to the office and turned in the black unruly couple because that's how we were labeled to the office. And I'm like, that's crazy when I work like 12, 13 hours a day and I'm hardly here. And I know that all he does is smoke cigarettes and play video games all day because he ain't from here and he came to hang out and visit me. So you lying, bitch. You lying. All right. So. <laughs> oh, man. I came in from work and the universe is funny. 
and the universe as I always say gives me what I need when I need it and uh, I had knocked on the door and he had the bolt lock locked so I couldn't get in just from knocking so I had to wait until he unlocked it for me and it just so happens while I'm waiting I see her coming up the steps so <laughs> I look down and I pause and um, when she gets to the top of the steps uh, he opens the door and I gave him my backpack and I said, hey, can you take this real quick? Because I need to say something. So I did. So I confronted her first. I mean, I started this all cordially and nice. I was respectful, all that good stuff. And I was like, you know, this is what the office has told me. And this is not what it was. And so I need to understand what he said to you that made you feel like calling the office and saying that we are a threat to your livelihood and all of this other foolishness, especially when I'm not here. Lots of stuttering, lots of backpedaling. Well, I, well, I didn't, I, that's not what I said. Like I said something else, that's not what I said. I said something else. I said, well, that's not what the office told me. I called the office and this is what they said. And now all of a sudden, you want me to play boo-boo the fool. Now all of a sudden the cat got your tongue and everything that they said in the office is a lie? So if it's all a lie, where'd it come from, sis? Well, I mean, I did, I just, well, let me, uh, let me explain. Well, like, like, you know, I don't want any problems. Like, you people and your problems, you people and your problems. You people and your problems. Like, if I'm not mistaken, you're the one who went to the office. You're the one that made up this elaborate-ass production. So now you're going to catch this fade. But you don't want me to call you out on the fact that you're just lying about shit. You're lying about shit. You're lying about shit. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. Okay. So, after a good five, four minutes of backpedaling, um, and me stating, like, you know, if you have an issue... You could have came across the hall and knocked on the door and we could have talked about this like adults instead of pulling the office into this and turning it into this big thing that it's not because you know that no one's threatening you. You know that there is not trash outside of our apartment door. You know that there's not all these unruly, loud altercations, so you say. You know none of this is true. And she was like, well, I just, I think there was just a misunderstanding. And, and yeah, if I, if I have an issue from now on, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just come over there and, and I'll knock on the door. Okay. Y'all know I ain't never had a conversation with her since. That was September of last year. This is June of 2018. I, he left. He was there for a month altogether last year. He left. And when he left, I did not see this broad until, mm, let's say January-ish, is when I saw her again. And I just looked at her, just kept it moving. I mean, that's how it was before. She was not, in my point of reference, I didn't need to have a conversation. There was nothing to see, nothing to talk about. And in the recent few months, I've seen her maybe once or twice. And she just looks at me, and I just keep pushing. 
But I said all that to say this. You know, there was absolutely no reason why she had to, one, go to the authorities, but then also the way that she went to them. The way that she painted this whole thing to make it seem like we were this, this um, aggressive, insulting, like antagonizing couple that was ruining her whole life and that we were filthy, we were dirty. We had all of this stuff outside of our apartment that she was being harassed by this black male. Like all of these things, these terminologies and these phrases that are used to describe people of color amaze me. I'm amazed by the language because a lot of times I feel like it is language that is used purposely to garner a particular reaction. I went from not hearing anything, not, not knowing anything that's going on, to coming home to having three notices that says, if you don't do this, this, and this, we're gonna kick you out of this complex. When no one had talked to me about shit, they literally took her version of events and that became reality. And then they're trying to put me out on the fucking streets. Or at least threaten me. Or at least threaten me. I don't understand what invokes particular fear in particular people in reference to people of color. It's very weird to me. I don't understand what you're so afraid of, especially if no one's done anything to you. To this day, I still do not know her name. There's no point to know her name. I know she don't know mine, or maybe she does because my business card is on my door because I run events, I host cooking classes and stuff out of my apartment, so maybe she does. So that's the thing, like, all my info is out there for the taking because I am doing other things. So why in the world would I taint my business name by being a piece of shit? That's not beneficial to me at all. Oh man. Language. It's the language that is used when particular people, because I'm not just gonna say white, I'm just gonna say it is the language that is used when people are afraid of something that they don't know, or they have this fear that is tied to something that has happened to them in the past that triggers them. And then when you use particular language, it paints a certain picture. And you can easily weaponize that language. We're seeing it happen now. We're seeing it happen now. Watch what you say, y'all. Mean what you say. Be able to back up everything that you say. This world is crazy right now.